0: Hello, everyone. Uh, let see if I can turn that down a little bit. Alright, so, House of Cards. This is gonna be a, a little bit of a quick podcast because I'm strapped for time, but I, I had to sit here and talk about it because, wow! Uh, <laughs> um, I got home from work yesterday, and I had been off the weekend, and I saw House of Cards, and I just, you know, the last two seasons just hadn't really done anything for me. You know, I watched the first one, like, fire. I just... I couldn't get enough, I watched every moment, and I, I'm not a good viewer, I'm not. I'm a terrible television viewer, I skip, you know, oh, boring, 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 nope, nope, skip, skip, that is me, and I'm terrible, and it's, uh, I'm not a good viewer. This season, uh, I got home, I'm gonna say 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and then it was 10 o'clock at night or so, and I had watched, I think, 9 or 10 episodes, I don't even know, just one big blur, I could not get enough of this so I'm gonna try and remember my my favorite moments that's why I sat down so it's fresh so I can try and come up with some stuff but the themes in this are just oh you it the power feels real in this show and it it just could not be more well done that's you know kudos to to everybody involved because you feel the power Kevin Spacey just oozes it I've never been a fan of the accent and it's just he just oozes that that manipulative murderous power and it's just phenomenal and Robin Wright in this season just I I think she's my spirit animal I oh I just I could not get enough I could not get enough 13 episodes I want more I want to know what happens with the election I want to know now which is kind of a problem for me just because of where they left it there's so much unanswered to wait another year for that it just it does it it sucks it really does and i mean it's much nicer to binge watch the whole thing not have to wait week by week which you know netflix um but i i almost wish they would have completely thrown everybody for a loop with this one done season four and then let's say five months from now four months a month whatever their choice would have been to say oh by the way we did season five at the same time here you go, here's thirteen more hours of your life fucking gone. I, I it just I I can't put enough praise on this. So let's talk about some of the moments we like. One, Nev Campbell. I I Canadian, I mean I can't not love her. Um also part of my favorite movie series, the Scream series, which sorry if that offends you. <laughs> um I love Nev Campbell. So you throw her in the mix. I was in immediately. She's a great actress. I just... I love the way she does it. At the end, her her reaction to... By the way, this is full of spoilers. So right now, I'm going to start talking about things that actually happened in this show. So if you haven't seen it, you need to go watch it. You need to go watch it. There's no other way to say this. You have to go, and you have to watch this show. Right now. There, there's no excuses. I need you to waste your life and watch it. Um, the end... When they're watching the death. And her reaction to it. While the two sit at the table. Is just. Oh it's just perfect. Oh I, I think I sat forward. I was just so into that moment. And you know I, I saw Deadpool recently. A lot of everybody. Everybody has at this point. And when everyone's talking about the fourth wall. And you know what it's great in Deadpool. And I, that movie made me laugh. It was a good movie. It was entertaining. But the fourth wall in House of Cards. Is so much more sadistic. And I like that. You know you get this sense of. Shit they're watching me sit on the couch. Waste my time. And they're going to tell me something about power. And corruption. And how to take what's yours. And just. it, oh, That last scene where. I think for the first time. And I could be wrong like I said. I've, I have skipped in episodes and points in this. I believe this is the first time we see Claire. Break the fourth wall. Which is to talk about the Underwoods. I think it's halfway through this season when the president, Francis, is basically dying. He needs a liver transplant. He's dying. I wanted, and this is just to show you how good this show is and how it imposes its will on you. I wanted Claire Underwood to murder her husband. I wanted her to. No one will know. Look at, you're solving Russia. Just let him die. Kill them. Kill him. He's done. He's out. You know, it, it gave you the sense of you're starting to see parallels from the first season where how he's acting with her and the way she is, she's just as power hungry as him. One of my favorite lines, I think it's the very first episode of the first season I love that woman like a shark loves blood. And this season really hammers that home because after that, they're a team and you don't want her to kill him. You want them to stick together, you like them as a team. They are formidable. They can take down almost anybody. And that's almost why at the end there, when we're not, you know, you want to believe that they're they're actually in trouble and things are going to... I don't believe they can be taken down. And I think that's what they wanted. These are snakes. You know, when Kevin Spacey makes that uh, thing about, I don't want to just, uh, uh, what was it? Put a block in the serpent's path. I want to cut off its head. Whatever that whole thing is. That's them. And that leads to another part about sort of real-life issues, and, you know, this is real life now, Uh, what we're talking about with a certain presidential candidate. There's a line, and I cannot remember, so this is paraphrasing, when she's sitting with the leader of the terrorist group. And she says to him, you manipulated something, something uh, to radicalize an army, to radicalize your people. And he said, and you do the same thing with democracy and freedom which is true. It is absolutely true. How do you get the American people to rally up to go? You th- tell them their freedom is under threat and that they're, they're going to lose their democracy. And it's just that uh, most people don't truly know what democracy is. It's not simply, oh, we elect our leader. That That's really not democracy. It's, it's supposed to be a government run by the people. That That's kind of the, the rough idea of it. But it's just such a good line. And to see Robin Wright just ice up, and she does the ice up so well. In that last scene, when they're sitting there, I feel nothing from her. I feel nothing from him, and that is what they wanted. They don't want you to feel emotional for them. They don't want you to cry because because her husband's getting... No, You want her. you want them to feel how opportunistic she is, just like him. She sees her husband dying on the table, and she's not worried... No, she's thinking. Well, I guess this is my chance now. I should just take the power, which is, I think, what he would want. It—it's a dynamic that I—I I could never explain because I'm obviously not in a relationship like that. Um, it's just I—I I, again, I'm like, it's just I'm speechless. I enjoyed every minute. Now I also am. a... I love political drama. That it's just that's a fun engrossing thing for me because it it has this side in realism and you you know you watch a show like this and you wonder what if this is based in reality there are parts of this that are not common knowledge but sort of known knowledge so an insider let's say would know this somebody who actually is in government would know kind of what's going on here and they're never going to address it but you wonder how do they come up with fiction like this because some of it is pulled from the headlines absolutely you can tell from the from the whole onset of it But, this idea that there's a man who was never elected, not even close to being elected, he, well, sorry, he was elected to his position, but not in any sort of presidential capacity, inherits a presidency, and is called a crook, and this, and he's still there, and he's still fighting, he still has a chance. Now, this season introduces the opponent's Uh, which is, and I actually should have done a little bit of information, but I had to get this out quickly. Um, The actor from, I believe it was The Killing, which is another good show. I only watched the first season of that, so I can't comment beyond that, but that is a good show. Um, And his British wife and their two kids, and they are the Republicans. And I think House of Cards did this on purpose to make the likable ones the Republicans, to just kind of say, you know, we're, we're not going down the aisle. Or we're not picking sides here, but they kind of, you know, how it is. I like the seething, disgusting Democrat. And I'm thinking that is a comment on Democrats are not innocent people. They are not any more innocent than Republicans. They are just as power hungry. All of them are. And I think that's the point of that. But uh, that's just my speculation. But that end scene, which now we can, I think we'll talk about in complete disgust when they basically. Let everybody watch an American citizen on American soil be killed. He's executed. He has his throat slit on the Internet. And they sit in the situation room, both at the end of the table, which is not really how that works. The vice president, who uh, Claire would become if they win, sits around the corner where you saw Conway sitting. Um, And they both look at the camera and they both acknowledge you. And I believe the line is, we don't, ah, shit, now I'm forgetting it. Something, 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 we create terror. And that is true. Spin. It's, you know, oh, we're in trouble here, let's do this. So, oh, terror, that's going to get everybody to forget about it. That's terror. Nobody wants to be scared in their own home. That is kind of the dynamic of where we are. You know, you hear stories about during wars when... There were the propaganda that goes, you know, you're not safe in your own home. You need to fight this. You need to do And it's sort of never ended. And that's kind of a a dialogue on how the world functions now. We're not, you know, when is World War Three? When is this? When are we all going to? It never really ended. We're all still fighting. It's never going to end because it's productive. War, terror, fear is productive. That gets people up off their sofas and out there your military it's going to get bigger it it you know i'm speaking as a complete person who doesn't know much but i'm just kind of speculating on how that goes but it's it's just such an interesting piece and i'm going to call it a piece cuz this whole season is one masterful piece it goes up and down and leans you in directions and then you lean out and take credit for it oh yeah you know i didn't I didn't I didn't want Claire to smother her husband. I wasn't cool with her assassinating a president cuz look how good of a team they are. No, no, that the good job. That but you want them to do it in the time. And that is where this is. You want certain things to happen at a certain time and it doesn't give you that. Um and I know this is probably going to only be a 15-minute podcast, but I really don't have a huge amount of time. I really want to get this on because I just I, I like hearing my voice uh, about certain topics no, um, it's just I, I implore you if you don't have a Netflix account get one just for the free month if they still do that to watch this show and then decide if you want to keep it because I, I I'm actually thinking about right now because I don't have new house of cards to watch right now of going back and watching it and watching season one again, and season two, and three, and seeing if I can, you know, pull from that to like them more. Because this was not a show I've ever, you know, championed for, I've never said, oh, you gotta watch House of Cards, you gotta, it's the best show ever. I liked it, I loved the first season. It's just not a show that I was ever really vocal about. This season, I am being vocal, because good television deserves a reaction like that. You know, and I'm sure there's many shows that are on right now that are just as good but i you know i i waver and eh, i don't really want to watch that and i also do like watching a large amount and netflix has ruined that for me <laughs> um i i i don't like watching week to week i will never be that viewer it's just i don't want to have to basically basically figure out the plot you know you have a week you can pretty much figure it out or have guesses and it's not as much fun when you're watching this there were times i swear i didn't even know i was in a new episode I thought, oh my god, this is the best episode ever, and then you look, and I'm four in. I, It's just, the time around you stops, and that is why this, to me, is such good television. Because you're wasting time. You're sitting on a couch. It's not, like, I, I just, you gotta watch this show. And now, I'm gonna quickly, because I, I think I have a couple minutes here, I wanna talk about how amped up right now I am for the new Daredevil season. Oh my god, because that one I was hungover one Sunday. Could not get off the couch. Not one little bit. And I watched that entire season of Daredevil in a day. And enjoyed all of it. And now Electra's in the mix. The Punisher too, but The Punisher isn't isn't big for me. Electra's big for me. I I can't wait to see what they do. I hope they make her a, a character that is phenomenal. I do, I... I hope they, they amp it up this season, not, you know, oh, look at all these explosions. It's a Michael Bay movie now. I want them to amp up the parts that were successful, which is why I think this season of House of Cards was so successful. It was just drama, all engrossing drama. And that is what I want from a political show. I don't want too much, too much yipper that. Nah, nah, nah. Leave that part out. Just give us the grittiness. That, and that is what they do. Yeah, there are there are, you know, parts that kinda of pull you in and you feel safe and oh no, they're gonna be good. And and then it you know how it works. It's drama. Uh so I'm gonna quickly just say amped up for Daredevil. So happy with season four of House of Cards. All the Emmys for Robin Wright. I love you, Kevin Spacey. She's just, you know, Robin Wright. Um can't wait for can't wait. Just great job, Netflix. Keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. Not that you wouldn't if I didn't tell you to. But I just want you to enjoy that. Now, if you want to reach out to me and talk about this, Twitter, at MichaelBacke91, at M-I-C-H-A-E-L-B-A-K-K-E-91. Tumblr, which I have admittedly not used yet. I did set that up. Um, MichaelBacke.tumblr.com. Once that's set up, well, that's a fun place for me. I do like hanging out on Tumblr. It's an engrossing one where you can just get lost in it and i do like that and youtube i do not have my uh personal youtube url so it's not youtube.com slash michael bakke i haven't done that and i can't remember how it is you do it um but search on youtube michael bakke or excuse me you can uh go on twitter and just follow the links from there now i will be doing a raw recap eventually i might get it a little bit on the weekend so it will be sort of pre-raw, because I do want to wait till Roadblock, because I personally enjoyed Monday Night Raw. I truly did. I I actually watched more of it than I have watched in a long time. I did. There was enough good that I actually kind of was good with sitting through some of the lulls and that, but I want to see where Roadblock, where Roadblock goes before I truly actually say what I want to say about Monday Night Raw. Um... But other than that, you have a great day. And like I said, go watch House of Cards, if not just to get you amped up for what Daredevil is going to be. Okay, so everybody from Winnipeg, I'm Michael Bakke. You have a fantastic day.